Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tots. I'm your host, Ben Gardner. Today on the show, we've got another one of my close friends. We have Chris Hooper. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Ben. It's a little weird being on this side of the microphone, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, I, I keep a pretty simple system in terms of best friends. Chris is kind of the head of the uh, the trifecta. There's also Brant and Daniel. Anybody that's part of my life has to get passed by all three. And uh, Chris is also the reason why the show exists. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's the reason why the show sounds good now and looks yeah. good until you got rid of video. There we go. Yeah, until I until I got lazy. It's coming back. I'm forcing him to. I told him that he lost a pretty big chunk of his stuff when he got rid of video. So he's he just doesn't have room for it right now. He thinks it's too much work and we're. We'll Currently, we're talking about technical things to technical get it to stuff. work. Yeah, his editor's having some issues, but we might have fixed the Wi-Fi problem here, so remote editing might now be a thing. There we go. Good luck, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm excited to have you on because um, you are a big part of why the show is where it is today. When when I first started the show, I was using a, a shitty. $25 mic, it's it's behind me. We should totally put a picture of that on Instagram for we'll, this episode. We'll put it up, yeah. So and uh, Instead of my face, it'll just be the picture of the first microphone ever used on Tots. We could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's doable. Uh, I, was, I was recording in my closet or kitchen in my apartment in D.C., and uh, Chris and I have been friends for, for a while before that, and Chris was just like, yeah, like, you know, it's kind of cool you're doing a podcast, but, like, your, your audio just, man... Sucks. Yeah. It's Audio not, sucks. Not worth having a podcast if it does if it doesn't sound good. Like the video looks great and cool and like that's fun, but there are so many videos on YouTube that I have clicked off of just because the audio sounds like crap. Like you just you can't deal with it. It's so important. And uh so yeah, you you came in and uh said, you know, why don't I help you out? And and we partnered with it for a little bit and then uh, you know, bought you out. It was <laughs> I was getting really busy and this show was not in the schedule. I like how I skipped from like, yeah, like you, you like really, you hopped on the project, like you made it what it is. And then I, I bought you. Out. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I did. There was, I le- there was no in between, but yeah, Chris, Chris also used to edit the show. Um, what was that? Season one, episode three or four. No, yeah. episode four episode to four season to season two. All yeah. of season two. Yeah. I think three is when Ryan came on. Yeah. Switched over. Yeah. So yeah, so it's uh it is cool to have you on after all of that transition and uh, not like I've gone anywhere. It's just the differences. I'm not. <laughs> he moved to Cambodia this. for a while and uh, <laughs> yeah. If I was moving anywhere, it would have been Puerto Rico. So we both know that one for sure, for sure. Um, so you're you're studying cybersecurity. Yeah. You uh you're currently single. We're going I'm on year twenty three, twenty four, close almost. to twenty four. February okay. it'll be year twenty four of being single. Everybody leave him alone. He's trying to keep that streak alive. No, it's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> Someone help me. <laughs> I think I think what we'll do is we'll have uh, uh, Adrian from Midlife Craving <laughs> help you out, give you some tips on on dating. I think you know. I never idea. actually thought about asking her about that. I felt like that would have been kind of oh, weird. She's great. No, 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 no. She's great. Yeah, but it'd been weird to like ask. Like you gave me her your her number for some other stuff. Yeah, it would have been just weird to be like, "Oh, by the way, I'm single as hell. Can you please, can <laughs> can you help me? Help me find a woman." No, she's she's good with that stuff. Like when I when I was single and and out in the dating pool, I was like, you know, I haven't been, I hadn't been dating in like three years. So I was like, "Hey, like I know some stuff has changed. Can you can you walk me through some stuff?" She's like, "Yeah, she's great." 
It's a good, good resource. Yeah, I mean, she seems really nice. I mean, I haven't talked to her in depth, really, but she seems very nice. Yeah. I need to finish her episode. I didn't finish it. I think what we're going to do is we'll, the three of us will get together. Maybe we'll get some other guests from the show and, and do a little we'll yeah. get together. That'd be we'll, nice. We'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah I am, I'm very much a single. Uh, COVID <laughs> world is crazy. Wait, but, but COVID's only been going on for two years. Well, yeah, but that definitely hasn't helped the situation. So I was, no. I was much more closed. It wasn't that I didn't want a girlfriend, but like, I just wasn't putting myself out there as much. Yeah. And now that I'm ready to put myself out there, COVID. COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody wants you to put yourself out yeah. there now. And then the school that I go to, like, it's really nice and I, and I love it there. And um, I'm learning a lot of stuff and meeting some cool people, but it just seems like everybody just like stays to themselves. Like they go to class and they go back to their dorm and that's it. And right. I've gone to some student events, like um, they had a casino night the other night that I went to. Um, and that was pretty cool, but like, it was a bunch of like freshmen and sophomore. Mm. And the other problem is I'm 24 and I'm technically a junior in college. Yeah. You're an old man now. Yeah. So like, you know, I was talking, uh, there was a freshman helping at the, um, at the casino night. Yeah. And so we were, you know, we were just like talking or whatever and, um, she skipped third grade. So she's 17, not 18. And I'm like, Oh my God. And like, even one of the leaders (laughs) of, of the group that throws the events is a 2000s kid. And I was an, I'm a 98 kid. And I was like, Oh my God. Like you guys are I'm, too young for I'm me. old. You're an old man. Like, I mean like, yeah, anything over 18, but I kind of like the idea of three up or down. Cause when I find yeah. that somebody, when I find that somebody like, I don't want to have it where I put that person in a position where I'm 10 years older than them. And I die first and then they've got at least a decade, if not more time without me. Yeah. Like I've, I've got a, uh, I don't, yeah, I guess a family friend that something like that happened to. And it's just like, what do you do? Because you, you give them like the best years of your life and like they gave you, you know, years. I don't know if they were the best years because they were, <laughs> they were old, but like it's, uh, it is definitely weird when you see those couples and then like, what are you supposed to do? Like you're like 60 and you're just like, yeah, I could live another like 30 years potentially. Yeah, and she's 50. She's got at least another 40 possibly, especially the way with modern technology and medicine is going. Like, yeah, I mean the, I heard a statistic that the first person lived to 150 is currently alive. I think that's from which Parks is, and Rec. Which is crazy to think. Is it from Parks and Rec? I've never seen that show. Chris, well, Chris Traeger in, in that show is like a health nut. It's uh. But I think it's a real statistic. Like he might have done it like as fun on the show. But I think think it's a real statistic. Somebody like Nat Geo or something was talking about that. Did uh, did you guys know that seventy five percent of statistics are made up? Interesting. We we are drinking Manhattans, and I did learn that sixty percent of the time you drink a Manhattan, it gets you drunk thirty percent of the time. Interesting. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah, sixty percent of the time it gets you drunk. Thirty percent of the time, (laughs) (laughs) there's that one quote in uh, Anchorman where they're like that stupid freaking uh cologne and it was like paul rudd and he's like yeah they say 67 percent of the time gets you late every time <laughs> like what uh, that's a great movie Jeez, but yeah the world's crazy the world is shit is nuts right shit let's talk about the olympics because we we have 
slightly differing opinions on the Olympics. See, oh boy. I have morals, so I'm not watching it because oh, I, uh, I, w- I want to say it clearly into the mic. China is killing people in concentration camps, so I'm not watching the Olympics. Chris hates everything and is also a Nazi. I think I can say that. Yeah, Chris is a definitely no- <laughs> can't say I'm a Nazi. Chris is not a Nazi. Ryan, we're taking that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm being facetious, obviously, but, uh, it's it's weird though because like I don't I don't want to support China and it's their games but I want to support the American athletes and like the other countries too just like fuck China. I mean, like like I was telling you at dinner today, like my my thing is is these people not only have we been through hell for the past 2 going on 3 years now, but also, well no. Yeah, I mean it's it's going it's on over 3 two. years. Yeah. It's over 2. So yeah, going on 3. But, you know, these athletes have been working forever on this. I mean, they, they didn't even know if they were going to make it to the games. Some yeah, people if have, they were going to have them. Yeah, and some people have not even been able to go to like the Olympic or they've gone to the Olympics and then tested positive the day before their competition starts. And that shit's out. terrible. So my thing is, it's like it's almost like the space station. Although the space station doesn't know a lot less of a thing. Um, because the space station has, I think like seven countries or 13 countries, something like that, that all work together. Yeah. And when we're up there, like there are Russians right next door and we don't have like, you know, like everybody works together. I think they have a family meal once a week Mm. where they all eat together and either the Americans go to the Russian pod or the Russians will come over to the American pod. I like that. They'll share a meal together. And, you know, the Olympics is really a time where we can overlook all of the stuff that's going on, you know, like this whole Russia thing and, you know, the, obviously the issues with China, you know, and just look at it as this is one time where the world does come to come, come together. And yeah, you know, it's no long, it's not about politics. Like it kind of frustrated me because I watched the opening ceremony. Um, and a lot of the anchors were talking about like all the political stuff and the political stuff. And I was like, guys, like, Every time we turn on the news, we listen to politics. Can for one time, can we just listen to seeing these people that are having the time of their lives, getting ready to compete in some amazing sports and do some possible world records and and win medals and stuff, and just look at it as we're finally coming together, especially now that we're at the end of COVID, right? I mean, we've had two Olympics this year, which I don't think has ever happened, ever. We had two Olympics? Well, basically two Olympics within a year. Yeah. Because we had the one in like August or whatever for the Summer Olympics and now it's mm. February and we're having our second we're having the Winter Olympics. I think that which might are on be, schedule. That might be the first time. So, like I just I just wish like I get that everybody wants to talk about like the politics of things and like a lot of people, you know, are worried about things like that, but I just wanted it to be for once that we could stop thinking about that just for 2 weeks. Yeah, I I think that's fair. That I mean I, honestly, like I'm sitting here saying I'm not going to watch them. I'm probably going to watch them. Um, Women's hockey is killing it right now. Really? Yeah. That, they're 2-0. and They're facing... Oh, actually, um, I think they played Switzerland today. They might be 3-0. I, I, did not see the, I did not see the game yet. Damn. But tomorrow is a big one. Tomorrow's against Canada. And that was who we won gold against in the last Winter Olympics in I Sochi. Mean, Canadians and so, hockey. That's going to be a good one. I'm looking very forward to that game. And we're both currently undefeated. So that's, I mean, that's going to be nuts. Um, 
I, I think I sent you last week. We were talking about it. The uh, there were I you can't really call them defectors, but there were some guys on the U.S. Olympic team or something for hockey that moved to China and they were like, yeah, like we're gonna win China the gold medal. And I was like, you guys suck. Like like no offense and like like cut the politics out of it, but like you guys suck. Why would you go to another country? I mean, there are shit? plenty of like NBA people who have gone foreign to play in leagues because they've been asked and they've given deals. I mean, you know, it's it's capitalism. It's not like it's not like we were two weeks away from the Olympics and they're like, you know what? Like, yeah, we've been using all your resources and training with you guys up until now, but we've decided that we're going to go and play for China. Like, that's not what happened. You know what I mean? So, you know, they if they left like years ago and decided that that's what they wanted to do, then I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I mean, everybody has opportunities and... You know, sometimes they're kind of out there, but, you know, like that's just a choice that some people, you know, I don't have a problem with them doing that. Yeah. I just, as long as I'm you're not, not a forgiving person, I wouldn't let them, I'd be more upset about it if they had used a ton of our resources. And then like right before all those resources had led up to them helping us win a medal, they were like, yeah, you know what? We're, we're not going to, we're not going to go. I think they left like years ago. Then so that's it's, fine. It's, it's, yeah, I had it's no like, problem with that. Women's hockey, by the way, crushed. Switzerland. Did they? What was the score? Three zero. Three zero. Yeah. Right ahead of the game with Canada. I mean, awesome. let's go, ladies. Let's let's. Crush I'm getting up early for that one. That one's live at eight thirty tomorrow morning. I think. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting up. To, I'm getting up. I for might that have one. to catch that one. That's a. I that, think I'm gonna do I'm it. so excited for that one. It is cool too. Like what you're saying about the Olympics is it's so funny. Uh, I remember watching the Olympics with you in Puerto Rico. We were in that club and. Uh, there was that uh, one yeah. runner for the United States. No, it was Puerto Rico. It was specifically Puerto Rico. It was a Puerto Rican runner. It was a Puerto Rican runner. We so so a little bit of backstory. So um, I went to Puerto Rico for two months. I have cousins down there, so I was staying with them for two months. And Ben came for I don't know what five days, something like that. Mm. And um, we had gone out to this bar um, to go see my cousin's friend was like singing or rapping or something like that. A little bit of both. Yeah. So we went to this bar um, to go hang out, have a couple of drinks. And um, they had the Olympics were going on and a Puerto Rican runner won gold. It was insane. And the whole bar went wild. I mean, people if, were throwing drinks. I mean, and it like was, jumping up and down. I mean, if anybody knows a Puerto Rican or has ever been to Puerto Rico, like they party hard. They are like an amazing group of people. The I really love the culture there, you know, and um so they they went they went wild, and it was, it was insane. It was all over the place. It was it was amazing. That bar also, uh, bar club thing that uh, it's I, more of a bar. It's like a bar slash kind of a lounge. They've well, I mean, they have a VIP area. Can you have a but VIP it was, area? But it was only bar? one. All right, so we'll call this it a, a lounge. This is a dumb argument, by the way. That's yeah, what Chris and I are known matches for. Matches the dumb rest of ours. Argument. My mother says that he's on his soapbox all the time. It's hilarious. She'll hear him like talking to me or arguing a point on speakerphone. And she'll literally come into my room from like out in the kitchen and be like, bang it off your soapbox and walk out. It's hilarious. She she does not like me. She does. She loves him dearly, but he does argue a lot. <laughs> we, have a, we have a special relationship. But you reminded me because that. Well, you know what they say when it starts in the trash, it, can... <laughs> it only goes up from there. That, uh, you reminded me that bar, uh, was <laughs> that so, all right. All right. So a little bit of backstory. We're in Puerto Rico. <clears throat> a little bit of extra backstory. Extra backstory. We're, can I, can I give you some more whiskey? 
Can I do that? I'll take a little bit. Yeah, you you need some whiskey. Um, I would like to preface this with preface. We're from yeah, preface. That's what I said. Facebook's gonna sue you. I don't care. No, they can't. It's I didn't say pre meta anymore. I said pre. I said preface. Oh, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> fine. Uh, we, we can were, talk. We can talk about Facebook later. Um, it was in a decent area, but a little no, sketchy. Yeah, it was a little sketchy. They they had a couple of um problems there with guns at that at that yes. particular restaurant. So we showed up and. Uh, you know, we're at this bar and we're going to get in. And of, Chris, of course, Chris speaks Spanish. I don't speak. I, I speak a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. Okay. You and Lauren have the same shit where you're like, I speak a little bit of Spanish. No. You, you can keep a, a conversation with people who are fluent. That counts you as at least semi-fluent. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah, go yeah, with yeah. that. Both of you need to just submit <clears throat> on that one. I'm right. You're I'm wrong. fine with that. Here's my soapbox. Uh, okay. Uh, Anyways, we show up to this bar and, um, you know, I, I'm a firearm owner. I like shooting. So I pay attention when there's firearms around like most people should and i'm noticing we've got a lot he takes it to another level well yeah we, we've got a lot of firepower at this bar so i'm i'm clocking all these guys and i'm like all right so we've got six security guys with vests i'm seeing like five glocks and then one guy's got like some sort of semi-auto rifle and then i'm looking and they've also got um there's uh there's special I guess holsters is is the best way to call it, where you can store an extra magazine. And then I'm looking at the magazines, and so they've all got extra mags, and they're all like, you know, 23 or 24 round mags. So I'm like, each guy's got close to 50 rounds on them. They've got like nice Glocks that they've built out. And I'm like, this is a lot of firepower for like a tiny bar. Like it's probably like four times the size of my bedroom. And so we show up. And there's guards, and and a lot of these places, they frisk you, they make sure you're not carrying any guns, and then they let you inside. Chris and I get up there. All of our, uh, all of Chris's Puerto Rican cousins and the Puerto Rican friends get through, no problem. They're saying hi. They, like, know some of the people that work there, like the owner or whatever. And we get up, and we're, like, white as hell compared to most of these people. Or super gringo. Like, Like very gringo. hilarious. And, like, because even though you're Puerto Rican, you look white as, you look whiter than me. I am white. Yeah, I am. I am white. So I, so my grandmother is from Puerto Rico. So, so you're not completely white. No, I mean I would definitely count as Hispanic. Like if I wanted to on paperwork, I could put it down that I'm Hispanic. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a little. That, that's that got a little bite to so it. So strong, good um, lord. But I have blonde hair, blue eyes, white. Unless I, unless I've been. You're really in Puerto not Rico. making the case for yourself not being a Nazi here. You're just you're really leading into it. I'm Hispanic, so. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, so you're an Aryan-looking non-Nazi. Yeah, I'm just I'm like your standard American white boy, country boy kind of looking kid. But but I secretly do speak, Hispanic. Yeah, which is hilarious. I'll tell you a story after this one um, about a time I was at work with Spanish. That was that was yeah. really fun. So the two gringos show up. Two gringos walk into a bar. Two gringos try to walk into a bar. We're excited. We're about to see this this rapper, singer guy. He looks really cool. Um, I don't remember his name. So, I mean, if you can find it while I'm doing it, I don't know. I, don't, him. I, I, I follow him on Instagram. Um, we show up and we get up to the guys. And uh, this, this burly looking security guy looks up and down these gringos. And he's like, no. And I'm like... Okay, because that's one of the only words I know in Spanish. Like I'm, I'm Spanish dumb. Even though I took it for like twelve years, and I was like, "Gay, like, qué pasa? What's up? What's going on?" And uh, Naja, uh, Chris's uh, cousin, who is like a little firecracker, she's amazing. Oh my god, yeah, she is. She comes back, and I'm assuming 
because she was speaking so fast in Spanish. She was saying, why won't you let my my gringo friends in? And the guy is like trying to explain stuff to her and like whatever. And then the owner comes over and like Naja, I think, knows the owner. So they're talking a little bit. And finally, they wave us in. But this was like probably a five, eight minute ordeal. Yeah, it was of like, like five minutes. But it, like that's like an extended period of time. Like we've got people behind us trying to get in. And uh, we finally get in. And I'm like, hey, like what? Que pasa? Like what? What happened? Like what was the issue? And I was thinking like it was gonna be like, look, these guys look like way out of place, like whatever. And she's like, no, like your shoes. You can't have those shoes. And I look down, and Chris and I are wearing flip flops. And I'm like, what's wrong with our shoes? It's just flip flops. And everyone else is wearing sneakers. I guess we didn't get the memo. And she's like, okay, one of this the, is no. One of the security guards spoke a little bit of English. And oh, he did was he like, explain it? Yeah, and he was like, he's like, you know, we had an incident. He's like, you can't you can't run very fast in flip flops. <laughs> there was there was a shooting. What a couple months before no, it was that a in the months area, or a couple years or something. Yeah. yeah, and they it was in the area. It wasn't at the bar. It was in the area. But and so they evacuated the bar. <laughs> but the problem was is like you know like you know they they basically they didn't want us to get stuck in a bad situation because we couldn't get away fast enough. Yeah, I don't know um, if people that they were evacuating had issues last time or what. I don't know either, but. I'm like this little I, I this little you. gringo kid in Puerto Rico, and I'm like, I can't wear these shoes because I can't run fast enough to not get shot. <laughs> I, I can I can tell you that if something had gone down, those flip flops would have been the first thing off, and then I would have been barefoot and just gunning it for sure. I, yeah, like I, I mean, I, probably I don't give a shit if I'm cutting up my feet on the asphalt. You probably versus even a tell. bullet. You honestly won't. No, even the tell. adrenaline. You're no, not. The, yeah. It, you're not going to know. Yeah. But I, I always thought that was funny because like we went to other clubs and, and the atmosphere, like the Puerto Ricans are, man, I mean, I have, I just have a problem with racist people in general because it doesn't make logical sense. I'm a very logical person other than the fact that it's just a shitty thing to be is a racist. But like people that are racist against Puerto Rican people, that was a lot more common back in the day. <laughs> but like, what is wrong with you? These are like the best people on the planet. Almost, almost fifty or over fifty percent of Americans. I forget what the exact stat is. Um, I'd have to look it up. But like, it's like fifty percent of Americans don't know that Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. <laughs> it's just like the thing that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, and like racism in general is like, it's just people. They're just a little different. It's just than people. You. It's yep. just people. I which I, I hate, but. You know, you watch you watch stuff and it's like people making fun of Puerto Ricans or like being racist towards Puerto Ricans. And I'm like, why, man? Well, that's the problem. Like, so having and I'll, I'll bring this into that story that I was talking about earlier, but um, having Hispanic descent and like knowing what that culture is and speaking a little bit, it allows me to to interact with people that I wouldn't be able to interact with. Yeah. And I work in the events industry while I'm studying right now, but. I work in the events industry and there's a lot of Hispanic people. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is like every time you see like a Hispanic person on the street or whatever, like half the time, everybody's like, Oh, they're Mexican or like, you know, like the Mexicans or whatever. And it's like, but they're not like, I've talked to them in Spanish and it's like, they're from, Oh, thank you. Um, they're from like Guatemala or, you know, Honduras or Venezuela. Like they're, they're all over the place. It's not just Mexico. And yeah. so you have so many people that like just group them all into one per on one group. They're just Mexicans. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there's like a, I mean, obviously like there's problems at the border, like without a doubt, but you can't group them. They're not all the same people. No. I mean, there's Dominicans going to the Mexican border and then coming over. Yeah. There's Venezuela. There's every, there's a, I would 
venture to guess, and I haven't looked at the stats in a while, that there's people from most, you know, Central or South American countries that are trying to get across the border. Yeah. I mean, there's just better opportunity here. Like, there's there's problems down there, and it's sad. You know, I was talking to somebody. trafficking and drugs and yeah. stuff like that. Well, like, and the craziest thing to me, which I didn't know, was... um I've decided I probably won't go to Mexico. I might one day. Who knows? You know, I'm never going to say never, but I don't know. Like, I just love Puerto Rico so much. And like, I would rather spend the money to go there and see family than to spend that much money or twice as much to go to like to Mexico and have to, you know, deal with like getting a visa or a passport and all that. But, um, you know, somebody was telling me the reason why you're safe at the resorts is because the cartels run the resorts. Oh, and yeah. There's no way that they're going to let anything happen there because that is a huge moneymaker for them. Thousands. I mean, that's, that's where they make a lot of their. I mean, yeah, like obviously, like the drugs are lucrative, but the tourism to Mexico, like the amount of money that comes in, it's insane. It's insane. Well, I, so I used to go to Mexico all the time. Like we'd go once a year and I always like didn't understand the, uh, like just all the guns. Like, you know, obviously I'm a kid. Like when I was a kid, I didn't have any guns. I'd never shot any guns. Like I had very little experience with firearms and we'd show up to Mexico and we get in like this van and they drive you down this like desolate highway to the resort and in front of the resorts and like at several places on the highway, there's just these dudes with machine guns. Like just, are they like guarding the highway? guarding the highway and then guarding the resorts. And we were always like, wow. Oh, that's that must be army or whatever. <laughs> no. But but they didn't have any identification, nothing. And obviously there's a lot of corruption as well. So the way that I, I think you described it well, I think the way that it works is some cartels play ball with the government and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Other ones do not. The ones closer to the border, I do not believe do. Like there was a story like a year ago where one of the cartels like beat the Mexican army in a battle. I think I heard about that. Yeah, like, that's really bad. But for, like, the resorts and, and being a tourist, like, if you go to these places, the guys walking around the place with machine guns aren't, like, some private security force that the that the resort hired. That's just a cartel. Like, those are cartel members. Right. You never interact with them. You don't see them unless you, you're looking, like, outside of the resort. But, mm. like you said, they're keeping you safe because you're a paying customer. Yeah. Why would they ever let anything yeah, happen they, to you? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't imagine... Um, what they would do to protect that resort from a from a, a enemy gang or like a something like that. Like yeah, I, like I think they would probably put a lot of resources into protecting the people there, which is like a weird thing, yeah. right? It's like you saying that you don't want to go to the you don't want to watch the Olympics because like of China's atrocities, but then like right. it's like the same thing. Like they do like a lot of bad stuff. They're putting people but in then, barrels like, and have, dissolving yeah. them. Yeah. But then you have like these resorts that people go to all the time because they run like, by wanna... the cartels. And they, and here's the other thing too is like you're not really getting the whole picture when you go to a resort, and and that's in any place. Like I told not you in all. Puerto Rico, like so when Ben came, we were actually staying on the complete other side of the island in, in Rincon for a weekend. It was my cousin's birthday, so. Um, we rented like an Airbnb over there and we were hanging out and Ben flew in. So I had to go back to the east side of the island to San Juan to go pick him up. And it's literally on the other side of the island. So um, Ben got to see a lot of the island on his first day because 
I went and picked them up, and then we went all along the north, the northern shore of Hawaii, or not Hawaii. I've been in Hawaii, but not Hawaii, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico, yeah. Um, and um, he got to see a lot of that, and um, I think he got an experience that a lot of people don't get because they go to their hotel and what was it like your last day? I think, or maybe it was the night before. Your the last night before day. I left, yeah, we went to uh, what do they even call that? Condado. Like San, like San Juan Condado area. That's where like um, that's where like the touristy place is. It's like the city they've got. You know, if you've ever been hotels. to Puerto Rico and you're listening, you've probably only been there. I would venture to say that because every single person yeah, that probably. I talk to that's been to Puerto Rico, they only talk about that city and San Juan. Yeah, and and I think that was one of the reasons why this trip was so special, is because we went to like the local spots where you've got like. That one place had like uh, like buildings that were like crumbling and like birds like everywhere. It was like run down as hell. You would never see a tourist there. Mm. We're just there with like the locals. I'm trying to think of where we went. That was um, towards the last day when we were snorkeling and my sn- the snorkel shit I was borrowing broke, and I almost stepped on an urchin. Oh yeah, that was. Um... We set the hammocks up. Oh, what was that? Was that Manatee? crash boat? No, that was crash boat. That was not crash boat. No, it wasn't. Uh, oh no! It, was, it definitely wasn't crash no. boat. No, no, no. Mm. It might have been manatee. I, don't I know. think it was manatee, but it's pretty out there. We, Man- manatee is gorgeous. The nice thing about that trip was that we were with locals like the whole time. I saw like a couple tourists at crash boat. Crash boat's pretty popular. That was like it. We were we were with the people. Well, we went to Condado. It was like you stepped. Well. Um, Rincon has a lot of white people. That's one of the cities that, like, I don't yeah. know if you've heard recently, like, people are complaining about um, rich people buying out a lot of land in um, Puerto yeah, Rico. Yeah, yeah. Rincon is one of the places. I think that Jake Paul has a place over there now. I think that's where he bought. In Rincon, yeah. I'm pretty sense. sure he bought it I mean, they, they basically speak English there. Like, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, it's because it's literally like you, you, like, like carved out a piece of Puerto Rico and, like, just put a bunch of white people. Well, that's why going to Condado almost made me, like, sick it was just like so americanized and like all of like the top brands and everything and all these like recognizable restaurants i was like if i'm going abroad half abroad it's part of the u.s it's not it's it's whatever like i don't want to see that shit i don't want to see like the luxury shit i want to go to like the nice beaches where the locals go and just like hang out I don't need all the like frou frou luxury, but bullshit. some people some people like that, right? I mean, some people just get their hotel, they rent out a beach chair for the day, and they just hang out on the beach. They don't even go in the water, which is fine. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't like that shit. I right. like the well, way I that understand. We did it. I mean, yeah. like, you're, you know, if if you really want to, exp- if you're listening to this and you really want to experience Puerto Rico, like you've been thinking, like, oh, I want to go, or you've gone and you've just stayed in like San Juan area, if you really want to experience it, rent a car. It's going to be expensive. Depending on how long you get it for. I mean, obviously, right now it's a little pricey. Right now with COVID, it's very expensive because of the fact that there's such a shortage of cars. Well, yeah, they're and just selling them because why not? No, no, that's not the problem. The problem is is that when COVID hit, all of the rental companies, all the rental car companies, liquidated their assets. That's what I'm saying. They sold a bunch of their cars because less people were traveling, and right. now they can't get the now cars they back. can't get the cars back. Exactly. Yeah. They can't. When it's not even because as a rental company, usually you'll buy new cars. So that like you have great service right, and great like reliability, nice shit, yeah. right? And then you sell them after, and they can't even get that. Excuse me, they can't even get that. So, but rent a car and just like drive around places. I mean, do some research. There's a couple places that you definitely don't want to go. Um, 
this might be controversial, but La Perla. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up fucking La Perla. La Perla is a little town that is outside uh, of the walls of San Juan and El Morro. And it is, it's where they shot, you know, you know where it is and people recognize it. And the, and the reason why tourists go down there is um, Justin Bieber and I think it was um, Gente de Zona, I think. Daddy Yankee? Maybe it was Daddy Yankee. They they shot that music video. Despacito? Despacito, yeah. They they shot that music video down in there. And there's some beautiful art. I mean, I've seen videos of like during and you know, during the day some people say like you're probably okay. But but I mean you need to be careful down if there. If you're white, not as much though. <sighs> some people say out. it's it's not even a racist thing, it's just you stick out. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know, because like I, some people have told me that like they try to take care of the tourists down there and like, you know, they get people to come down there and then like, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I but, like if you go at night, I like, would going to get stabbed. I would, I would not go at night at all. I yeah, did, no, I did that safe. this past trip. I will not do it again. You know what the reason is? And I, I think we talked about this while we were there is because they like San Juan has like these big walls to protect the city and they're like, yeah, it's a morro. It's a fort. Yeah, they're outside of the walls. It was like a big fu. I think no, you know, I think it was. Did they build after? I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say something wrong, but I think we can look at it. It was like, I don't know if it was like the 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 Hispanic slaves went there, or if it was something like that, or just the poor people, like like some lower class was forced out, and they built that little settlement there, and it's now turned into a, like a city. That is. La Perla. I mean, it's like it's like a city. 18th century, uh, built outside the walls of San Juan by slaves who were required to live outside the city. Mm, there you slaves go. Built so homes slaves. and lived near the slaughterhouse and the later. I'm gonna butcher this. Gibarios, Puerto Rican farmers who moved to San Juan lived there. Uh, if it's a G, it's probably with like an H or Gibarios, but I don't know. Yeah. So so. Like you were saying, though, it was, like, established by slaves. Yeah. And they were forced to live outside the city. So there's always, I think, probably since the 18th century, since it was established, been an animosity. And then things grow and develop. Different people move there and things switch up. But they're still outside of the city. Right. I mean, it's a shame because, like... You legitimately look down on them because they're down near the sea. So you can't be in San Juan without looking down on La Perla literally and figuratively. Yeah, if you're on that side. Cuz yeah. it's on the, it's on the one side of the yeah. It's all, yeah, near the near the actual It's fort. it's definitely sad. I mean, like, you know, and I think there are people that are trying to really I think some NBA star made like a new basketball court down there really? to try to like help it out. Yeah, and I I think so um so like they're trying and like, you know, hopefully hopefully they'll get um they'll get somewhere with it. Cause you know, I mean, it really, it really is a shame, but there, there is a lot of crime and a lot of drugs down there. And that's the problem. Um, Carmelo Anthony. Okay. He put a, uh, it's, it's called La Perla Barrio. He put a little, uh, basketball court down there. I don't know why he did it, but he, I think it was trying to help the community a little bit. I mean, like, probably. I th- good for him. You is know. he from, uh, is he from PR? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Right. It's possible. I mean, there's got to be some sort of connection, whether it's he went there and just fell in love with the place or what. But I mean, I would assume he's from New York, Brooklyn. Well, then, you know what? It could be. Um, there's a lot of um, what, what do they call them? Oh, Nuevo, no way. He Nuevo grew Ricans. up in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It looks like he was born in New York. Um, he grew up in Baltimore and then his mom sent him to a school in Western Virginia. 
Huh. I know that like there's a Baltimore lot of boy. there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in New York, and I think they call them like Nueva Ricans or something like that, or Nueva Ricans. They some, used to call them other not nice words. Yeah, but like this is like something like endearing. That's like good. That, that they that they that they I think they call themselves that. Well, like I was saying, like the I think the racism towards Puerto Ricans used to be a lot more established, especially in New York. Like even like I think twenty it's years better. ago, I think oh it's for sure better, that's what that's my point. Is like even twenty border. years ago, it was like weird. It right. was like because when New York was like newer and up and coming, they were treated like shit. Like I was in West Side Story, mm-hmm. so like there's my base of knowledge for that. But then like I was watching Seinfeld the other day. I just finished it. Uh, absolutely worth a watch if you're in your 20s before that don't even bother um it's just not applicable at all i I would say i would even go as far as to say like 23 24 is when you should watch that um but they were like they had a whole episode about like this puerto rican uh puerto rican day or puerto rico day in like new york and there was still like like you know obviously like seinfeld was actually pretty safe in terms of what they said so they weren't saying shit but like right some of the stuff in the show was like well that's soon nazi guy got pissed wow Soup Nazi, dude. He got so upset with that those writers. So I think funny. he. I think they went to lunch after that episode aired at that restaurant, and he walked up to them. And he was like, "Guys, like, you can't call me a Nazi." Like, what? <laughs> well, he, it's funny too because he's in the um, he's in the finale, and they, they <laughs> still it, call him a Soup Nazi. The actual Soup Nazi, or the yeah, guy the, who played it, the same guy who played it. They call him the Soup Nazi in the finale, and he's in it. No, but I'm saying the actual owner, like the actual soup Nazi, got upset. No way. Yeah. Wait. So he, was it based it on was like based real on shit? A re- it was based on a real person. No. This way. real like soup, like this soup guy in New York. That or that's, so that's where the story's funny. based, right? Seinfeld's yeah, based in New, New York. York. Yeah. And you can still. I'm pretty sure you can still go to the restaurant, but he used to like scream at people for stuff. And so they. The whole joke the, is like you have to order correctly. It was like yeah. a counter type of situation. You walk in, you're in line, you already have your money in hand. You walk, you step up, you say, I want matzo ball soup. You hand the money, you step to your left to the register, they hand you your stuff, you say thank you, you turn and you leave. You don't break that cycle. Oh, they're busy. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's a timing thing. But they made, it was such an amazing episode that they made that like my parents still quote that shit. But you know what it is, is that, um, so they, the writers went there for lunch, and that's where they got. No the, way! That's where they got the idea for it. That show is so that's revolutionary, what, that's what I heard. and we missed it. Wait, like these are all things that I've heard. Like this is all secondhand information. Yeah. So like the chances of it being right are like you know. I mean, you can check it if you want. This is why I need a Jamie. Yeah. Seriously, we talked about that the other day. the The nice thing about having Chris as the on again, off again technical producer mm-hmm. is, <laughs> is that's that's a term of endearment. Is that uh, I can run stuff by him in terms of like podcast stuff, and uh, it's it's been a huge help. I'm an idiot. I give the advice for free. Yeah, the idiot advice is is always good advice. No, no, I'm an idiot for giving you the free advice. I think the advice is also idiot advice because if you're the idiot, I'm it, pretty sure it's helped you quite a few times. For no, 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 for sure. But like, I'm also an idiot. So like, an oh, idiot yeah. helping an idiot. It's the same vein. You're on the same wavelength in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, I'm getting a cybersecurity degree and you're getting a marketing. You got a marketing degree. So, I mean. Dude, that was like, that was so much fun though. Getting a marketing degree? Yeah. Only for you not to go into marketing? Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like half in marketing. The most marketing you do now is this podcast. You can't say it's wrong. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess technically. I do. I still do consulting on the side. I've got this 
well, I can't. I actually can't talk about it at all. Well, I'm glad that you're doing something. <laughs> ben really likes marketing. If you guys have any marketing stuff, hit him up. Because well, he, yeah, he like consulting marketing. stuff. Yeah, I, consulting. I'm not looking for a new job. No, 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 no. You, you like, I, I like my job. You, you like your job, even though my new or- <laughs> my new overlords are are actually fantastic to me. They treat me so nice. I, overlord is actually a term of endearment in this case. I. I actually like my job to the degree where like I want to go in early and stay late. Like, I still, I enjoy I still that. think that for your job, you would be better off if you, if you studied some cybersecurity stuff, I think you should take a class. Yeah, but I didn't know I was going to go into cybersecurity. Right. Shit. But now that you're there, cause I guarantee you that they have like a continuing education. I'll get, a cer- here's the thing. I'm, I'll get a certification. There, there is a very, um, I don't know if you need a certification. That's much, that's a little much, maybe reading a certification book, but I guess if you read the book, you might as well take the $200 test. If you're gonna if you're gonna take one, you should do the one that I'm studying for, the Security Plus, the CompTIA Security How much is Plus. That? You I just think, pay for the test, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to buy the book, but they have the book on Amazon for like thirty bucks or something. So buy the book, read the book all the way through. And yeah. That'll give you a better understanding of cybersecurity. Because here's the thing: like, I'm I'm the tech person. If anybody hasn't figured that out by now, I'm the one who Ben says I need this to work, and I say, well, this is what you need to make that happen. So the mics that we're currently recording on, like, I did some research with them. I talked to some friends in the industry, um, in the live events industry, and was like, "Hey, like, what do you guys think?" Um, so like, I've I'm the one who's done all the technical aspect of figuring stuff out. I mean, I guess yeah. Ryan has done now a little bit of that, but he does like a lot. His his thing is really the editing because he has a full time job. He doesn't really have time to. Yeah, he works where I used to work. Right. Uh, I found that story about the soup Nazi. Mm. it's it's almost exactly what you said so basically oh, good i think they went the writers went had an interesting experience uh it says they were joking about the lack of personal grace or interpersonal grace that this guy had <laughs> they write a show about it it blows up and then he got a bunch of business from it seinfeld and the writers and some of the crew go back to this kitchen for lunch and apparently he became really pissed off and uh, demanded an apology. Oh, yeah. Claiming he ruined his business despite evidence to the contrary, like the article says. And then um, he closed in 2004. Oh, so he did close. And then he opened up another one. Uh, it says that he's super sensitive, which makes a lot of sense. So he's upset with the them calling him a Nazi, like you said. Just like I called you a Nazi earlier. Yeah. I think Not here's cool. here's <laughs> here's my take on the whole Nazi thing, okay? There are still like Nazis. Oh, for sure. They're just like bitch Nazis. You know what I mean? No, there's some real ones still. You know there's like, like in, in Germany? No, there are there are I'm whole... talking about the neo Nazis. I just like calling them bitches because they look like bitches. No, but I'm talking about like there are real Nazis like like still? Oh yeah. Like where? In in South America, there are literally. No. What? Oh, are you talking about? Yeah. Oh my God, you're talking about that uh, theory that a no. bunch of the Nazis is moved not, to South America. It is America. not a theory. It is a thing. There are literally towns in South America that speak German. What is it? Argentina and uh, I don't I don't know which one. I think, I, oh Brazil. I Brazil's know it's in South one. America. Yes. I don't know where. I think they tried to seclude themselves because they didn't. You know, they did. Yeah, they, they didn't want to be caught. Speak German. Yeah, but like the whole I know what you're the whole about. town is like white Germans that speak German. Oh, that's so crazy! And like their great 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 whatever grandfather was like, I escaped. All of you have to have incest, and we have to keep this bloodline going of Nazis. Yeah, that shit's so screwed. There's this a theory. The thing. There's a theory in Nazis some some bitches. evidence. There's a theory in some evidence that Hitler actually didn't kill himself and escaped to South America. <sighs> that. 
would be interesting. He'd be dead by now. Though. Oh, he'd be dead. For but sure. if he got out, oh, maybe he wouldn't be. He'd be old. He'd be old, old. No, he'd be dead. How old was he in forty five when he took when when the war ended? Uh, oh, you know what? Forty five. Yeah, because you want to guess how old do you think he well, was? Well, okay, in so let's say he was in his. Let's say he was in his thirties. The war didn't end in forty five. It ended in forty two. I thought. No, forty five. Forty five. Thought so. Oh. 56 when he died. Hitler died in, Wait you were right, 1945. Yeah. Yeah, when the war ended. Because Hitler died and then everything fell apart. And then, you know, then there was that whole like Russian thing where it was basically the second Holocaust. Yeah, if he was alive today, he'd be 133. Never mind, he's dead. He's so dead. <laughs> okay, this, this is my thing about Nazis, right? There's... I'm talking like specifically about American Nazis oh, the, yeah, yeah. and and it kind of relates to how I feel about racists. Uh, I mean, they're definitely in that group. Like why, what is your, what is the, the, I struggle to understand why people use hate to run their lives to the point where it's all encompassing because it's easy. Explain. Well, like, like think about it this way, right? Like we had this conversation about rights and how yeah. sometimes if you really believe in a right, you have to admit that somebody has that right, even when you don't agree with their viewpoint. Yeah. Right. So like hating somebody is just, it's easier than saying like, like a lot, like a lot of the issues today, right? Like some people just like jump to jump to conclusions or like say that somebody's this or that or a racist or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, they, they want to call them because it's easy because it's not easy to admit that that person has a right to believe that thing or think that thing. Or to get to know that person beyond yeah, or, what Yeah, you or see. to get to know them, right? Yeah, it's yeah. easier to just be like, oh, they're this, rather than find out what that person is because everybody has individuality. I mean, yeah, like we're in groups and like grouping is a thing, like for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to just say that somebody's something without... Like that's why I feel like people who aren't willing to have good conversations or good even good arguments... Because conversations have turned into just political arguments. discourse, yeah. yeah, political discourse, whatever you want to call it. Well, the it. term Nazi, like, I have this huge problem. Like, I'm not a huge political correctness guy, but I have this huge issue with people. I'm glad you added correctness to the end of that because you love. I'm not politics. a huge. Poli- I uh, it's a love hate relationship. I hate politics with a passion. I find it super and that's good. Funny. I love that we're talking so much about politics in this episode when I hate politics. But <laughs> I think the thing is, is that you have such a I wouldn't even call it moderate. You just have a common sense view on things that doesn't hold itself to one party or the other. That that's the ironically, you're like the best person to talk politics with because if I have a political opinion about something and I come to you, I know that you're not looking at it through the lens of any sort of bias you're just like let me think about what makes sense and then sometimes my views don't make sense and you're like yeah like you should probably think about that more like i don't think that makes any sense but that's the way that's that's the problem is like that's the way it should be i feel like for sure you know and i i definitely think and we, we can tie we can tie this into there but um i definitely think that social media isn't helping it oh it's so but, bad but i, I definitely want to talk about that later the separation of sides is getting to a point it's gross. where it's getting dangerous. It's it's not just gross. It's getting dangerous. I mean, you know, like we're, we're getting to the point where it you can't be a free thinker. And that was like the whole point of this country. That's like the amazing thing about this country is that we can freely think. Like minus saying bomb in an airport, like 
Freedom yeah. of speech allows you to express ideas and different things that in some countries you would be killed. Like, I'm sure yeah. there are things that you could say in China. Like, you know, you're talking about the whole Olympics things. I'm sure there are things that you could say in China. And you're just gone. That you would just disappear overnight. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that we can do that yeah. is, is amazing. But I think a lot of people don't realize that by we're kind of like chopping off that right by making it that there's only two possible sides. Or also saying like, people have to agree with me on this thing because it's important. You know what I'm saying? Like there are beliefs that I hold. I don't talk politics on the show very often, but like there are beliefs that I hold where I'm like, this is like a life or death important thing to believe. But most of my friends disagree me, disagree with me on that. And I just don't think about that fact or I get over it because they're entitled to think how they want to think. And the way that they think doesn't have the same ramifications for how I think about an issue. So like, I, I, I won't say how I feel about abortion cause it's just, it's not something that it's I want to sub- talk yeah, about. It's a, yeah. It's a subject. But so like, let's say like there's an abortion debate, right? And you have two people who feel opposite. There's one pro-choice and there's one uh, pro-life, right? Yeah. If, the pro-choice person is pro-choice. Their ramifications for that argument in terms of like, if, if both people are wrong, think about the outcome, right? If the pro-choice person is wrong, then babies are murdered. If the pro-life person is wrong, then women are having rights taken away, right? My thing is that I disagree with my friends politically on a lot of things. Most of my friends feel pretty opposite to me politically. And I, I actually enjoy that. But the problem is that people can't anymore, seemingly, uh, be friends with people that feel differently than them. Yeah. And it's sad. A- and it's harder on the important issues like abortion or like other things like that. But I still think that that's so important. And and somebody the other day was telling me that they were talking to uh, one of their professors and their professor was like, the most important thing that we can do right now is to get to a place again where nobody knows how anybody feels politically that's in their circle. Or they might in select conversations, but they don't know completely, and it has nothing to do with their affiliation with that person. And I was like, that's how I try and live. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense to live any other way. You might feel differently than me on certain things. We we, we talk things all the time. all the time about Yeah, this. like we disagree on things, but... At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I talk with, like, I, I don't support socialism or communism. I have friends that consider themselves socialists and communists. I talk to them on a regular basis about those things. We've complicated political discourse. And at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, like, that was a good conversation. I appreciate your viewpoints and the fact that we live in a country where you're able to express that. And, you know, I hope you have a good night. Right. Because it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Well, that's the way it should be. Exactly. That, that's the way. That's the way it should be. But we've I mean, gotten so far away from. Well, that. the problem is, is that, you know what? I think it's again. It comes back to it's easy, right? Mm. There's one group that has a couple of views that you like, and maybe like the other side is like saying things that you might think are good, but like there's things that you disagree with on that side. So you're like, you know what? Yeah. I am this. Yeah, you pigeonhole because yourself. it's easy. It's just like it's it's. I'm this. Like, I, I can't consider, and I, you're even more so this way, but, like, I don't consider myself a Democrat, a Republican, or an Independent, or a Libertarian. I'm going to change my voting status, because right now I'm registered as one thing, Yeah, and I'm going to go to Independent. 
I just well, yeah, I, I should have included independent because independent kind of means what I'm talking about. I don't, I can't consider myself a Democrat, Republican, or Libertarian because I hold views in all of those different categories. Yeah, nobody more right. so in one of them. But if I pigeonhole myself that way and I only vote that way, then I'm not actually getting what I want out of the political system. Right. Well, because imagine things if we that did, they're going to cut. Imagine out. if next election, right? Because we we've had a rough. Going to going to eight years. We've had we've had a rough time. Yeah, rough eight years. So well, it's not eight yet. Or like two in or a year in. Mm. It's been four. Oh no. No, yeah. I would say ever since Obama got elected, people have started hating each other over politics. I agree a, with that. Okay, yeah. So to, then yeah. So then now, the past eight. Trump exasperated that to an incredible degree, but I would say it's people started hating each other yeah, over but, politics with Obama because he was so controversial. Cracks show up before, cracks show up before the world opens up. Like, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, okay. So the past eight years, well, that would be, that'd be twelve years. Okay, so yeah, like okay, so, let's say a decade. Yeah, we'll okay. go. We'll go. The splits. past decade, like it's got it's, it's just gotten to the point, where no, like, if next election, we just forgot about parties. Nobody was allowed to label themselves as one or the other, and it was just. These are the things that I think are important, and these are the views that I have on those things. And then everybody decided to pick. Based on that, I think we might actually have a chance at a good four- or eight-year run. One edit to that, I think what we should do is we should lay out 25 of the biggest issues right now, and we can all vote on what the biggest issues are. And then all of the candidates have to say exactly how they feel about those things, and they can't put their name on it. And then you vote for who most closely aligns with what you feel. No names. Because we have so many establishment Republicans and Democrats that muddy those waters so often just for votes. We really need term limits is all we really need. Yeah. Here's, I, here's my big problem with the government, okay? The people who are supposed to set term limits are the ones who- Are the people who it, we it want would apply the term limits to. On, yeah. You cannot, uh, and I will repeat this, you cannot run on the platform of, I want to set term limits because you'll get no support here's, from- any politician. You know what I'm curious about? So there's this guy, Luis Rossman, who's been fighting okay. for right to repair. Super cool guy. Yeah. Love his stuff. Um, he is cool. He's, he's, that, that's a really important issue. And there's like a lot, it's finally starting to catch, like grab hold. But he was doing a fundraiser for something to get, um, to get right to repair enacted into law. And there's some Ooh. way to, there's some way to do it because, Here's the crazy thing, right? Like the constitution says we the people. Like we're in charge. These people are representing us. So we're the boss. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that anymore. But it but it does because the constitution was written so that there are ways. I'm I'm pretty sure that I've heard that there is a way for us to completely abolish and reinstate the entire United States government. Yeah, but like as the people. I just don't think like We've had this conversation. I mean, before. it's getting bad, but I don't think it's gotten bad to the point that people are willing to do that. So, so you've got two things here, right? You have an, a step before that, allegedly, that I, I'm sure exists, but I don't hear people talking about it. And then you've got the extreme, where it's like Second Amendment. It was kind of created for tyrannical yeah, it's governments. Not, yeah. It's not created for hunting or whatever. It's created for no. Those are, those are useful uses for the Second Amendment, but no, it's it's created so that. If the government decides that it wants to completely take over, that we have the ability to stop that. My like worry people, is that people aren't looking at that step before. Like I don't, I don't know what that step would even entail. Mm. 
and and the politicians are so protected that people look to the Second Amendment and things like that as that final solution to the tyranny that we're seeing from all sides. Yeah, I mean, Democrats, Republicans, be. everybody. They're so well protected. You can't get them legally. You can't get them on their own stuff because they're that well protected that yeah. people have given up hope I mean, and they're like, it's either we deal with it or Second Amendment. I mean, there's got, yeah. I mean, there's clearly, I don't know what it is. I don't, like I, like I said, like, I'm not into politics, so like I don't really do enough research to really make a good statement on this. But I will say that, in my personal opinion, there's got to be there is some sort of non nonviolent way to do it, because that that that's kind of like pulling up the Second Amendment and really having it where there's a civil war, which is the last thing we need right now. Because the problem is, if the United States has oh a God, civil everyone war, everyone will die. Well, no, I, it's not even that. Like it's basically like chickens getting in a tussle in a coop and knocking the door open for the fox right yeah because as soon as we're power to come in yeah oh yeah i mean china russia like the, i mean the united we, states couldn't fight its own citizens and also protect the country it's one or the other yeah back no when way. we had the real civil war it was like not only ships that, and shit not like you that, could right. it was not a big worry if we had a civil war right now with the government it'd be like I mean, China could be here in like three seconds with nukes and we'd be done. Yeah. And here's the other problem is that like the military, if there was a civil war, would instantly be split because you have Between people, people following orders and people not. following orders and people following what the Constitution stands for. Depending if that's if that's what it really came down to, if that's what the if that's what the United States Civil War came down to, where it was protecting what the Constitution really meant and what politicians have done up until that point. It's instantly going to split, split, which yeah. means that our military would be incredibly weak at that point. The military would, I think the military would fight itself and then citizens would fight each other over people who want to keep the establishment I and would, people who don't. I would be surprised if the government didn't put military assets against the United States, against the citizens of the United States. And they situation. would, but like if we're talking about a split, the initial whatever is going to be military versus military. Well, I think that the that the citizens that were on the side of that and half the military or whatever percentage of the military were on that side would fight against the other half of the military. And oh, you the think they just group up? Oh, yeah. Both sides. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be like the military and the military. No, like, you know, like they're, they're going to be the question is, like, okay, if we're talking about the scenario and it happening, right? How how we're would that? Pro- oh, for sure. Like, we're we're all we just won't gonna, make it. No, we no, won't make we'll it. We'll just through. die. No, it's not even that. It's that while we're sitting there, you know, doing that. Russia, like, I guarantee, China. I guarantee, I guarantee you, if if that were to happen, because we really kind of are like the guardian of the world as far as military military wise. Like, we work with other people, yeah. but we have an extensive military, and we're spread pretty thin as it is right now. If we were to have that happen, where most of our assets had to come back to to deal with situations in, on American soil, if that were to happen tomorrow, I guarantee you Russia would move into Ukraine almost immediately. <laughs> they've been trying. They've been wanting to take Ukraine for like fifty years. China, China would would make a move, and North Korea would make a move, guaranteed within within seventy two hours of that happening. Everything's I guarantee gone. you. I guarantee you that there would be military assets around the world moving. They'd want to try making, and stop making plays. It would it would literally become risk. Once they establish control of the United States, they'd want to stop the fighting it because be, it's well, not worth ruling no, over. I don't think they will. Nobody. I think they'll let it. I think they'll let it do what it's going to do. You think they just want resources? No, I think that they would let the United States like deal with their stuff while they were busy doing whatever their tactical moves were, and then they could they could deal with whatever was left in the United States. 
Because think true. about it, right? Like, why am I going to get involved in a war when they're already doing it for us? Like, let them do their thing. Let them try to figure their stuff out. And while they're That's sitting there, true. like, not paying attention to what's behind all the smoke, right? Because smoke only goes out so far. I, I, it yeah, would be a gig- it would be literally a gigantic game of risk almost immediately. It'd be so bad. We have to play that again. We haven't played that in a while. We should play that sometime. We should. But yeah, it would be game. it would be bad. I don't want to get too far into politics, but I I would say that kind of kind of back to the the original point that I was making yeah. was that Luis this guy Luis Rossman. Um, if you guys don't know what right to repair is, um, basically it's um, the right to be able to to change. Um, to like repair devices and work on devices that you get like your electronic, like your phones and having you as a person, but also third party companies be able to replace batteries, replace screens without having to go straight to the company that manufactured it's it. It's mostly related to Apple. No, it is not just Apple. John Deere is a big one. Um, Tesla. Motors I did see. Okay. I did see the one. John Deere one. I know Tesla screwed up because I have friends with Teslas and they're like out in the burbs. And they're like, if I need a repair. A yeah. I have to go to the city. Yeah. I've got to do all this crap. Yep. So, um, but his whole thing is that he was working on, and it was going to cost a couple million dollars. But quite honestly, like as a nation, that would be nothing. That was like if that's everybody, a tiny cost for right to repair. If everybody donated a dollar, no, not even, this isn't for right to repair. This is for getting um, term limits because that's what we were originally talking about. If everybody were to donate a dollar to it. We would be able to make legislation that the people themselves voted on. Yeah, but what does that? How does that even work? Is it's my it's question. a complicated process. I don't know that much about it, but I know that he was getting it to where the people could vote on it, and it basically bypasses Congress. So he was working on it in terms of right to repair. Right You're to repair. saying that we could use it. We could use to it to get term limits and completely bypass Congress because we don't want Congress. We need to get a couple of YouTubers in on that. I feel like. Mr. Beast, Mark Rober, PewDiePie. For what? For right to repair? No, 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 no. Oh, term limits. Term limits? If, if, if those three and like a couple more, there's those are three of, I think, the top 20 biggest YouTubers. If they all yeah, came together and they're sli- like... That's such a slippery slope for them, right? Because when you when you do something like that, like... Oh, target on your back. Oh, but but also like it's like you're taking a side and there are going to be people that don't agree with you. So I don't, I don't know. I, I will say I, think I, it's something- I have not met a liberal or conservative yet. Because I, I like to ask people term limit questions. All I've the time. never met somebody who has said that they didn't want term limits. I have never met a single one. And you know what? Maybe the motivation's not right because they're like, oh, there's all these old Democrats. There's always these old Republicans who screw stuff up. How about I don't really care about, about the motivation. How about we just change it to instead of old Republicans or old Democrats? Why don't we just change it to old politicians? Yeah. And we don't no, well, that, that's my point. Is like maybe the vote motivation is because they're like, I hate all these old establishment people on the other side. I don't really care. Because term limits is term limits for people across the board. That's right. what's important. Right. It doesn't it doesn't affect a certain that's the thing. It has to it has to affect everybody. Yeah. You can't just have it where it's one side because then that's just a problem. No, I I think the other thing too is like I've you know, I hang out with mostly people that feel differently than me politically. And over the past like two years Yeah, you I'm, do. Yeah, I do. Uh, over the past couple of years I've been trying to be more open to different people's views and like, you know, I have my uh, conservative friends, my liberal friends, I have my communist friends, my capitalist friends, my socialist friends. Like, you name it, I've got it, right? Yeah. Uh, Which is good. That That's the sign that's of, what, that's a, yeah, sign of a healthy that. social... Yes. That's a he- sign of a healthy social life, is having people 
that have different views than you. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, I think that might be one of the biggest problems right now, right? Is that everybody is starting off. to, yeah, everybody's starting to cut them off. Everybody's starting to block them. Like I got cut off by uh, a really close friend that I I traveled to Costa Rica with. We'd, we'd done some other stuff together. Oh, I that, think you told me about this. Yeah. He, he, he asked with, you for if, like, if you had this one political view. And you said yes. Yeah, he asked then, me who I was voting for in um, 2020. And he was like, I think you're going to vote this way. And I was like, I don't know yet, honestly. Like, right. I, I was like, listen, there's not good options. Yeah, it's not like, a good option. There's no good options. And he was like, I think you're going to vote this way. And I was like, I don't know how I'm voting yet, but I don't really share that information. It's not something I talk about. Oh, so you didn't even tell him and he still did it? I think I said... You know how I feel about these things. I more closely align with one of these people, and that's likely who I'll end up voting for. But I'm not. You're not convinced. Not you're not ha- happy about it either. I'm not way. happy about it, and I'm not convinced. And he was like, "That's enough for me. We're done." <laughs> and uh, I, I actually that's had such a, a bad way to. Be. I had a closer friend too that I won't. I won't mention that uh, was also considering the same thing. Do I know said person? Yeah. Oh, we, I know. yeah. We've I, had yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and we're very close and and we've gotten over it but he was so wrapped up in his viewpoint and so wrapped up in uh how other people label my viewpoint on a couple of different things that he was like I don't know if I can continue the friendship that's bad you know which the, which is you know such a cr- bad point to be at i've so i've gotten rid of i guess moving towards like the tech part of of what this conversation is going to be. So yeah. I, I'm mostly off of social media. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm kind of on you, Instagram. You just have Instagram. That's I'm, it. But I'm kind of, on, well, I mean, I have Snapchat. I'm going to get you on TikTok. No, you're not. Before you die, you'll I be will, on TikTok. I will not be on TikTok ever. Shake my hand right now that you'll give me 50 grand if you if I get you on TikTok before you die. Shake my hand. Before I die? Yeah. Yeah, 50 grand. Yeah. I'll never be on TikTok. Don't kill yourself and like try and win the bet that way. That'd be <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um, But, so... I have Snapchat, but that's really like, I just talk to friends on that. Like, I don't look at their like little political stories or their little like fail army stories. Like I I stay away from that. It actually bothers me that when I watch my friends stories, that it pushes me into that content. That's annoying to me. Yeah. Right after you view the stories, right after you you view the last story, you get pushed into their content. Can we also talk about the fact this is completely unrelated and not actually that bad. It's just annoying. Any of those things where like they have the like, uh, what do you call that? Clickbait, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. They always like they tease you the entire time and then they do it the last second. So you've well, already been through like twenty five ads that you can't yeah. skip and like like an hour of your time for them to do one little thing and then it's not impressive. Yeah, yeah. And you know what the other sneaky thing is is um and I think it's kind of screwing over the people that are advertising with Snapchat, is that um when you're clicking through your stories, yeah, the right top button, which is right where your thumb is when you're going through Snapchat is the sponsored is the sponsored story for the day. Really? Scroll over to the scroll over to um to the last page on Snapchat where you would view stories and you tap on the right hand side of the screen to skip and look at what's on the right hand side of the screen where your thumb would be. Wait, where am I going? Okay, so no no no. So like let's pretend you were going through the stories, right? Yeah. But what do you gotta go to the end? So right there that so today it's the NBC Sochi Olympics or not Sochi um the Beijing Olympics oh, and it I is right there so oh that's so if weird you, so what it used to be 
is that now they have like that little bar on the top before what it used to be is that when you were tapping through, you would, when the stories would end and you would tap it. Now it just forces you into their content. But before, and that's the other, that's the other problem with like sponsored content. That's what I'm talking about. Look, so the, the clickbait is when they cut it open. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. But then you have to get all the way through it. You got it. And like, I can't skip that ad. Okay. I really hate to say this because if I say it on here, I guarantee you they're going to fix the, they're going to patch the bug. No, say it. If you scroll. Okay. So if you scroll down to, to like stop the ad and then click on the story again, it'll skip it. Uh, wait a minute. So if you're, if okay, you hit an ad, ad, scroll down like that. Yeah. And then click on the story again. Oh, no way. <laughs> that's great i have been keeping that little bug i guess i don't even it's almost like a hack because the definition of a hack is using something in a way that it wasn't intended to be used Mm -hmm. um but i've been keeping that kind of to myself because i don't want them to fix it (laughs) i feel like but you know what now that i don't watch that sponsored content like i really don't care yeah who cares like i used like I don't know if anybody at Spotify listens or Spotify. We didn't even get into that. I don't know if anybody at Snapchat watches or listens to the show. I would. I don't know. I would bet. But it take no, but here's, here's the thing, right? It's maybe like one, a couple of people, like let's say some influencer decides to listen to your podcast for once. Right. We've got a couple. Yeah. Okay. They hear that or somebody and they make a TikTok about it. Right. Oh, all of a yeah. sudden it goes viral. Now somebody at Snapchat's going to see it. Although the, the influencers that listen to the show, are either coming on the show or they've been on the show and I've they're we're we're pretty like tight. Okay, but let but let's say somebody hears about it and makes a TikTok yeah, about it and the TikTok true. goes off. Like Snapchat's gonna fix it. Yeah. Because people because here's the thing, right? In their contract, they're saying you get a guaranteed five second ad in front of a audience in front of audience, your targeted audience Ooh, if you for can get five seconds. That. If you can get around that that's that's so in their interest account. to fix it. That's why YouTube's so bad. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. You watch YouTube like all day. So I have premium. Have. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I have premium. I've thought about You're such a douchebag. I've thought about implement implementing Piehole onto my network, but I haven't done it yet. So currently, I pay for premium. Okay, it is well worth it. So with I, the ads, though, with the ads. Okay, if you are watching a YouTube video, yeah, they created double ads and everyone was yeah. upset. And they're like, "How do we get around this?" So this is what they did. Basically, if you're watching a YouTube video, an ad pops up, yeah, and you hit skip, mm-hmm. chances are it'll skip the second video. You're not getting a second one. If you don't hit skip, then you have they to watch might, the whole they second might, one. Well, they might even throw in a third. I've tested this out oh, before. That's sneaky. They keep throwing it in because they think, oh, this person's not paying attention. Man, you know what I hate? Which is the worst part because the people are the people that are advertising are paying for attention. Yeah. At the base level, they're paying for attention. If their ad is only pe- well, is only playing because somebody's not paying attention, they're paying for views with the highest chance of somebody clicking on their ad, right? Because Google, Google's Google's advertising they can't model, tell a view with attention Google's, from a view without attention. Google uh, Google's advertisement um, plan is per click, mm. so they give you a targeted ad in the hopes that you will choose to go to that thing. Okay, which is so much here's, more genuine here, here's than like, oh, they might have seen it. Here's something that I do that probably pisses people off at Google, but makes companies that I like happy. Okay, um, if there's a company that I like that I actually care about that I want to click on, um, I will not click the first link on the Google search. I will click the one below it because the first not one the on ad. the yes, because the ad costs them a click. 
cost them like a buck. Yeah. Yeah. But if I've already gone to them and I've liked them or I found them in a different way, I will not do that because that costs them money. Which I mean, like obviously, like it's a drop in the bucket, but it depends, right? Like, I mean, if they have fifty thousand people who start changing up how they search for it, that's yeah, that's an impact. It's a lot of money. So depending on what the search is, too, yeah. It could be more, but you know, I but I've heard of I've heard of attacks um, that people have done where one of the highest paying keywords on Google is lawyer, and people have done attacks where they've written bots to click on the ad, and so (laughs) oh my god, you cost a company overnight like their entire ad budget oh or more. It depends on if they have a cap on their ad budget. What was that thing you were talking about before we started recording? The, the Google search thing. Oh, yeah. Google dorking. Yeah. Google, Google dorking, dorking is super interesting. If um if anybody hasn't heard what Google dorking is. um So basically what it is, is the Google, everybody knows how to use Google in a basic sense, right? You go to Google.com. Yeah. You go to the, you go to the well, search bar. Well, not my bar. grandma, but. Okay. But sorry, mo- grandma. People. Okay. A lot of yeah. people. I love your grandmother. I love both of them. <laughs> They're both great. They're both amazing. I think, I think only one listens to the show. The other one. The one that doesn't know how to Google doesn't listen. Because oh, because she, she can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can send it to you. She's like, what would you send it to? I was like, your, oh. your phone. She she has a little flip phone. Oh, she's heard like one episode. That's, probably, that's gotta be a great I think, life. I think I played her. If one it episode. wasn't for the fact that I need to do, I do all my um, freelance scheduling on my phone. Yeah. I think I'd be willing to go to a flip phone again. I want to walk talkie. I really do. I want to walk a walkie talkie. Yeah. Yeah, but think sad. about I'm not there though. Then like you're just gonna be talking into nothing. Sat phones then. What's a sat? I mean, it's like the same thing. I mean, you might as well just have a flip phone. A sat phone's bigger and it costs more because you have to pay for satellite connection and uplink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Flip phone. So, I want two phones. I, I Kevin O'Leary was talking about this the other day. That yeah, Shark I sent that. Tank I guy. sent that to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like. This one's for family, and this one, like, 10,000 people have the number. And I'm like, that's how I want to be, because the amount of people that I give my number to, I, I'm not even that, like, important or big. Like, I'm not trying to sound You need to be careful like with whatever. that, actually. Um, numbers I give are my number, super sensitive. For sure. I give my personal cell phone number out to uh, a lot of people. Whether I'm trying to, like, plan out podcast stuff, or, like, I just connect with them or whatever, a lot of people have my cell number, and... Not many people, I'm not at the level yet where like people abuse that shit and they're like calling me or like texting me annoying shit, but enough of them have that I'm like, I want another number. A possible workaround, tech workaround is yeah. um, Google Voice, I think. There is oh, you can Robo get, Screen. No, no, no. There is a, there is a number that you can get a, like a cell phone number through Google, which is kind of hilarious because, you know, like Big Brother and all that, but you can get a um, cell phone number. We originally looked at it as a way for, we looked at it as a possible solution for production of the podcast for call, having people call in because we record. Oh, that's right. But you can download their app and connect to that. It's about how like a bunch of scammers use it mm. too, because you can like just generate a random number. So they'll make a fake account, generate, generate a random number and then they'll use that account. And then when that number gets burned, they just make another account. Oh, that's so weird. We use a, uh, interesting. Don't know how much I can talk about. Um, I will say in general terms for work, I have currently more than one phone number. Yeah. It's, it's probably like a VoIP system. I have 
I mean, I know you. I, have I, like I don't. I don't want you to get in trouble, so I'm not going to have you go deep into it. No, but I, I, can, I, I won't. But I can almost guarantee you that it's a, it's definitely a VoIP system, and they're just buying numbers. They're just leasing numbers. It's not. It's it's a little different. But do you connect to? Can I can't. I can't. Can talk you tell about me it. if you do it from your laptop or no? I can't. I can't okay, tell that's you. fine. No. That's fine. But I I do have multiple numbers. Uh, for work, I would say and I want to do that in my personal life. I would say most like well, then you should look. Well, look, you can look into that Google thing, but I can almost guarantee you that at some point the system that you're connecting to is a VoIP system of some sort, which is voice over IP, voice over internet protocol. Probably. Um. Anyway, Google. Anyways. Google. Um. Dorking, is uh. Oh, we're almost out of time, huh? Um. Google. No, nah, we're not out of time. We're not almost out of time. I mean, I uh, mean, we've definitely we've been on for like an hour. We've been talking politics. for an hour and twenty. Oh yeah, that is kind of long. I don't want to bore you people too long. Um, but I think Google dorking is something. Tell me about dorking. So Google dorking is basically everybody knows you go to Google.com, you like do that like your basic search, you know, Facebook, whatever, whatever you want to look up, and um, you know your result your results will pop up. But inside of there, you can actually add parameters. So you could say like on a certain website. I don't know all of the parameters that you can put. There's a list of them. There's actually websites dedicated to Google dorking hacking. Which mm. is a very weird gray area because it's not illegal, but if you choose to use the information that you gather from that search in a certain way, it's a felony. So it, it's very interesting. interesting. But there is some crazy stuff that you can that you can do with so it. So you're just searching things very specific. Exactly. You're which spe- is you're potentially giving you access to things that are harder to find. Yes. And okay. more specific. So um you could say like if you wanted to look up something on Twitter, right? You could say on this twitter.com and then look up Joe Rogan or um a quote or a person or whatever and it'll show up with the results from that. Um a scary Ooh. one okay. that I've heard of is there is a camera system or a couple of camera systems that publish their stuff to a web page on the internet and you can Um, google dork that website and get people's security cameras without a passcode nope yeah it's it's so bad do not like i was considering getting a camera system i but i i am not encouraging anybody to do anything illegal um but there is a person named network chuck on youtube who did a very good video talking about it and talking about the legality of it um, how like you know there's there's things that you can do that's illegal, um, but he did a demonstration. There's a website dedicated to Google dorking and all the possible like top like 100 hacks. There, I'm putting air quotes around that that you can do with Google dorking, and one of them is like that camera hack. And he was like looking at like people's backyards, oh, and it's shit. not illegal. It's not illegal to look at that because it's a public facing open thing. Yeah, not he didn't have to. He didn't have to hack anything. That's he correct. Just, he just Google searched it. And it's published oh, to the internet. So scary. But now, if he were to do that and then, like, figure out where that person was, or try to like track that IP, or Google lo- or like geolocate it or whatever, and act on that, then it's a felony, and then it's and then he could get a hacking charge for that. Oof. So, Bottom line, kids, be careful with your privacy. Privacy is a real thing. I know yes. everybody loves the convenience. I, I personally do use the Google Suite for documents and stuff like that. Um, just be careful. Yeah. Just. Just. Be careful and be mindful. Me and Ben switched to Signal. I love Signal. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually like to give um, a shout out to Signal. They're not paying me for anything, but... Uh, they're definitely not paying, but they are an amazing... If you don't know what Signal is, it's an amazing open source project. Yeah, just look them up. Um, they do... It's basically like iMessage on crack, 
because it's open source, so the code is checked by everybody, like by developers and stuff outside of the thing. So it's super secure. And they basically track nothing, nothing except for the date that you joined and the last time it, that you. There's used nothing it. stored That's on their it. servers. It is completely encrypted end to end. There's no like Big Brother over top of it. So especially if you want to have conversations that. There's disappearing messages. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. If you want to have well, conversations I mean, had, without people. We've had conversations about things that aren't like, that I, I would say like, they wouldn't, they're not like against the law. They're not things that would get us arrested or in trouble. <laughs> but there are things where it's like, like I've shared a password with you before. Yeah. And I've done it where it was a disappearing message that after five minutes it disappeared. So he had it for the. it's not stored anywhere. No, it's not stored anywhere. Except for the problem with everybody who's in the security field knows that the weakest point is um, always the um, is always the, the user. user. Yeah, and you know, giving a password to Ben is fine, but he could have saved it on his computer. Like, save when it asks you to save your password. If you know that person's like Google, oh. if I know your Google login and you save all your passwords to Google Chrome, I can go on a Google Chrome and I can say what are all the passwords, and it'll show me all the usernames and passwords. That's so bad. I I have to tell you, do not do that. I had to tell you. Check something. out another open source project. It's called Bitwarden. Another shout yeah, that's out. That's good. They're really cool. Ben's working on getting involved. I have to, in that. They I have have to tell you stuff. something. What did you do? I <laughs> somebody used my computer. Who? This computer? Yeah. Okay. That. Uh, actually, I can't even talk about it. I can't. Well, we're talking about it after this episode. Yeah. Because I, I want to know. I can't talk about it. But cybersecurity. I I will tell anybody. I will tell anybody this. The stuff that you hear about on the news is the tip of the iceberg in cybersecurity. It goes so deep. It gets so deep. It gets. It can get really scary. We're in a cold war with Russia right now in the cyber realm, for like the past with, decade. Okay, with like China too, and like well, yeah, pretty we, much China. North, North Korea kicks our ass three, in cybersecurity. The three biggest players are China, North Korea, and Russia, and us. It's a mess. But it's a mess. It is a mess. I'll, I'll t- it's it's kind of a confidential conversation, so I probably That's shouldn't blast it out to thousands of That's people. fine. Yeah. Anyways. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Take care of yourself. Scary kids. world, people. Just be careful out there. Yeah. You know, try it. I really feel bad when I hear about people getting scammed. We had that. This is... I, I want to talk about this, and then we'll, we'll end the episode there. But uh, we... <laughs> I, <laughs> this I is a long one. I feel so bad. No, 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 it's it's good because it's been good conversation. Um, I feel like the end of it's gonna be the best. I'll just put a little note. It will. It'll like, be nice. Uh, I had somebody call me with an issue a couple months ago, and I roped you into it. A I oh I can, yeah, yep. I can talk about it. Yeah, because I I, I, I want to mention I don't names even, and super specific. I don't know his full identity, so I I, I don't can't either. even expose anything. So this guy came to me, uh, came to an affiliate of mine. This is not connected to anything that I do professionally. This was a personal, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, somebody reached out to me that they had this friend and they were like, we have this issue. And I was like, what's going on? And essentially what had happened was, uh, he thought that they thought <laughs> he, he thought that, uh, there was a nice lady. There on was the a very nice lady on a dating she, app, a very, a very giving woman on a dating app. That it wasn't was not affiliated. It's not protected. It was just on the internet, and she asked yeah, it wasn't him even to. A real, I don't think it wasn't even a real dating app. I think it was like one of those. Like, no, it was fishy. a setup. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So she asked him to send some uh, pictures, just pictures of some stuff, and he did. And then, uh, then he got extorted she, for it. 
Yeah, she, who's most well, likely it's probably a, he, a guy. Yeah, extorted him and hacked his social media and threatened him with uh, with sharing it with all of his contacts, which you have no, through he didn't social even, media. The, the, the person didn't even hack his social media. He found the person's social media account. No, no, no. And no. that, no. No, no, no. No, yeah. It's incorrect. Are you sure? Because the positive. Person, because what they did was they said um, they sent all. If message. you don't, if you don't want me to uh, post this, yeah, you have to give me your social media login information and two hundred dollars. And he was like, "Yep, done. I don't want anybody seeing that." What he did there, and I've actually had other people that I'm uh, that I know, I guess is the best way to say that, that that's happened to. Then what they did was. They got access to his contacts through social media, mm-hmm. like his mom, his grandma, his aunts, right? Right. And was like, I'm going to send these pictures now unless you send me another $200. At this point, he's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, so I he mean, sends another he was, $200. He was, he was it, well up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Not good. But it, but I guess the point in sharing that story is, uh, first of all, anybody don't can fall t- for it. Don't I take mean, inappropriate photos. Don't fall for things on the internet. Be very careful yeah. about your privacy and what you share with people, don't especially send, if you don't if, know them. If you're going to send pictures like that, don't send them to random people. Like You, you need to meet that person. Use Signal. <laughs> yeah, use Signal. No, Safest see, thing to do. what that person had told me was that the person had gotten their information and then went to social media and found that person's no, you're right. account you're right. and then looked at their friends list. I think there is a way. Um, if you're on social media, I think there's a way. I'm pretty sure on Facebook, because I've seen it implemented on Facebook. I don't know about um I don't know about Instagram, but there's a way to hide who you're friends with. So it'll say you, you just have privatize it. Fifteen hundred friends. But it won't like if you click on that, it will not tell you Unless you're friends, who they are. You make a private account and then you don't accept anybody that you don't know. Yeah. That's the best way to protect yourself. That's what you got to do because there is um, a lot of reconnaissance that somebody can do from social media that can really get them. A lot of of really big hacks start with getting information from very open public sources. Um, You think I can say that NSA factoid that I have? Think I'm allowed to Is it uh, mm, uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if you can. And I was just about to say it too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's probably safer for to both of us to not, say, to okay. not say it. So we'll finish it there then. Uh best thing to do, make yourself safe, care about your privacy. Don't go into things just because it's easy. Make sure that you're protected. If you're yourself. yeah, I mean if you're slightly sketched out about a situation, if just something feels like even slightly off. Don't be afraid to like stop it or slow it down. Just shut that shit down. Or it's check it. It's not worth it. Like it's really not. The IRS is never going to contact you via phone. <laughs> no. But there's but there's a lot of scams out there. I mean, we're learning about a lot of different things in class and there are you know, there are some that have gotten people that you know are like that are really, you know, really bad. I mean, and you know one of the um spearfishing people on Shark thing. Tank. One of the uh, oh, gonna butcher her name. No, Barbara Corcoran, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, she got scammed out of like seventy-eight k. I'm gonna look that up to make sure that's correct. This is oh, why I need a Jamie. Man, really? She got scammed out of like seventy-eight k because she thought she was investing with these guys. Oh, well, that's a, such a shame. Poor. Her. I mean, it can it can happen to anybody. I mean, I know I've had professors. That oh, have- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Email scam. Four hundred grand. Not 78. That's a lot of money. 
targeted her bookkeeper in order to withdraw 400k. Oh, that's a social engineering attack. Yes, it is. That's nice. I actually I think that she got scammed again. I think there was a separate one as well. Hmm. I don't think that was the only one. Yeah, because this was uh, my, from 2020. Uh, I think she got scammed again in 2021. Oh my god. Um my professor had a not a coworker at the school, um at a different place had this lady um ended up getting scammed, but she got like identity theft scammed. Like she Ooh, got scammed so bad. So bad. Um they had her like would send them like I think it was like twenty five hundred dollars twice. They tried to get her to do it twice or something like that. It was a it was a large sum of money. It was a couple That's thousand really dollars. And then they got a picture they had them her send them a picture of their driver's license, front and back. They had them send them a selfie because what a lot of banks and stuff are doing now, which I just found out, is that they are requiring you to take a selfie and send it to them to verify it's you. So if you give somebody all of that information and a selfie, like, I mean, she, I, I think they're like looking into like LifeLock or whatever. Because I had a buddy that made a video. I showed you that. Oh, I heard the about scammer, that. that uh, the scammer got him to make a video saying that she was a legitimate investor and that she would like 10x your money in like two weeks. You just had to trust her. And then she posted it on his public Instagram. And then he goes on Facebook and he's like, it's not real. Like, don't trust it. And I'm like, you already screwed you up already the screwed. biggest way that you could have. You should have just taken somebody, the fall. Somebody who would have been on the edge about it that trusted you enough to click on it did. And and it continues. I just it's yeah. it's just so bad. It's it's a real shame, and uh, you know nobody's immune. No, it, they really aren't, and they, and they are getting. I called I called one of them out. Um, there was a girl that I went to school with that this will probably be, this will be the last one because I know we're getting late on time. But um, there was a girl that I used to go to school with, and um, I still follow her on Instagram, but like we we were never really like friends. Yeah, and like we're not friends. We don't talk. Um, and she sent me a post, which was like the first message she'd ever sent me. So like that, that's, that's red flag. Number one, if you don't talk to somebody and they send you a random post or something like that, that is, that should be your, your little alarm bell should be going off right then and there. Red flag. Yeah. But basically they were like, you know, invest $500, get $4,000 out from like some crypto, from some crypto, crypto, Bitcoin, Forex bullshit. So, and then like, you know, go to this like social media account or whatever. And like, um, so basically I was like, I, 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 I toyed with the hacker a little bit because if I can, the way I look at it is if I can waste just a little bit of their time, that might be one or two people that I stopped getting from hacked. I mean, it probably, it's a lazy hack. It probably too. isn't. It's oh, not. It's super. I super called him out. It was hilarious. Um, so basically, to make the story as short as possible without going through the whole messaging thing, I pretended that I was like dumbfounded that that was like even possible, and then <laughs> I said, "Yeah." And then I said that, like, "Oh, you know, I'm really short on cash. Maybe you can give me the 500 to start." And then, <laughs> and then you know, and then I was like, you know, um. And then like they took a little bit to like they were like just reach out to like this account and they'll be able to help you. And I was like, and then I like pretended to get mad. And I was like, you know, all those times I paid your rent and helped you pay for rent and like all this stuff with like angry faces. And then I was like, oh, and now you won't talk to me because like they were taking a while to respond. So like I, I was really toying with them and they were like, just reach out. Like they might be able to help you out with like not having to pay the five hundred or whatever. And I was I like, you know that. what? I was like, you're, you know, I was like, you're a piece of crap. 
And I said, you know what they call this? This is basically, I, to, to make it really short, I called them a script kitty and said script that kitty. they, yeah, um, it's somebody who isn't really a hacker, but they just like kind of they like just copy a scam. Well, you can go into the dark web and for 20 bucks, you can buy like a hack with it, like full detailed instructions. Oh, it's cheap as hell. You, you could literally rent out a botnet and take down an entire company's website. I mean, you would go to prison for it. So, it's, but it's so accessible. Don't do and it. It's so but cheap. it's stupid accessible. It's. it's I mean, bad. twenty bucks to like do something to piss off like, like disgruntled employees go there all the time to do stuff like that. But yeah, so I called him a scrub kitty. I said that they were <laughs> a piece of shit for like trying to spam people, and I was like, you know, basically what you did was is you know you bought a list of credentials off of online and you found social media accounts where people were reusing the same username and password or the same email and password logged in, you know, took over their account was sending all this spam stuff. And, you know, you were just trying to get your money back on all the money you spent on that list. And I called him a piece of shit. And I said that I, what do you I, respond with? They didn't. Yeah. I bet. I, but I bet he cried into the, I, those I yellow pea soaked pillow in his mom's basement. I, that I night. hope it got, I hope it hit a nerve. I hope that me calling him script kitty pissed him so. off. These people are losers. Because, yeah, they're just... If there's anything you take away from this episode, it's that racists, Nazis, and hackers are all losers. They are all losers. They suck. And most politicians. And <laughs> and all politicians. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, yeah, we'll go with we'll go with all of them. Like we, oh, just, love, we need a yeah, first. Tulsi Gabbard's not that bad. Next, I, I think I next time, I think next time you have me on, yeah, we should do like a straight tech because by then I'll definitely be graduated and in That'd the be field. Fun. I think we should do a straight yeah, we'll cybersecurity thing where I can, you know, maybe like give some information to people that I'll do even more than protect. that. I'm going to get a hacker on the show to argue with you. Well, to, it depends on what certifications I get, because if I get my CEH, I'll be technically a certified ethical hacker and I will be a hacker. No, no, no. I, I mean like a malicious hacker. Oh, you want a, you want a black hat? I'm going to have, yeah, I'm going to have uh, a real hacker and then an ethical hacker in here. And you guys will fight. Well, tell me you single and they might be willing to, uh, might be willing to talk to you. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, I want to see a fight between a good hacker and a bad hacker. I mean, like a fist fight. No, like, I'm not, I'm not fighting. Bare knuckle bra. Dude, I think we already described. I'm a, I'm a white losers. kid. I can't fight. No, you're Hispanic. I'm a Hispanic. Puerto Ricans can fight. Are you kidding me? Puerto Ricans. I didn't get that line in the jeans. <laughs> no, you've, you've got the anger. <laughs> I've got the you, anger. You know what you got from I, the Puerto Ricans? You got your lateness. Before we end this episode, I would like to say I Ben says something racist I, I, against Puerto Ricans. That's not racist. It's true. Yeah, it's, we are late to everything. I was late. I was like, racist. I was like an hour late to dinner the other day yeah, with him and an, his girlfriend. That was annoying. You should have known. I no, I did know because we were sitting there and she's like, "We should get ready," and I'm like. Nah. He's he's a Puerto Rican. He's not gonna be for here for an hour. <laughs> this man's Actually, this man is has not even gotten in the shower yet. I was only half an hour late. That's more. That's way more American. Puerto Ricans are at least an hour. I had it with um, man. There's so many good stories that I could have told. Um, well, we're having you on again. Well, yeah. So they'll, they'll be, you guys should come back for the next one. I will tell um a story about how I was three hours late to a dinner party because of my cousin. I'll, I'll <sighs> also see if I can get some approval to tell some of these stories that I wasn't able to tell. Yeah, just all of our friends in the. I can't even say what industries are in. All of our friends in industries that do things that they can't talk about. I mean, you can say IT. It's not even IT though. It's oh. there's there's several. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, anyways. Yeah. It's the area. There's so many people and, and so many different things that it's just 
it's easier to not. I've see grown things. some nice some nice contacts actually. I've I've actually I've got I I told you about this. I got a heads up from one of them before something. I told you about that. I don't I don't actually think I can talk about that on the show because it's related to other stuff. But. Ryan, cut that out. <laughs> oh my god. All right, I think that's a good place to end it. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on the show, man. No problem. I this is normally the time where I ask where uh, people who listen to the show can find you, but I don't think you want to be found. You can't. Yeah, you can't find him. I'm probably anyway, going to delete Instagram in the next month. You will not be able to find this man. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Chris, the the head of the trifecta of Ben's friends. Uh, real pleasure to have him on. He's he's the reason the show is where it is today. Also, huge shout out to Ryan, who we talked about a bunch, who edits the show. Also, huge reason why the show is here. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. We love you, Ryan. If you want to listen to more episodes of the show, best place to do that is totspodcast.com. Our big three in terms of apps or other places to listen are Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We're also on, I don't know, I think at this point it's close to like a couple hundred other sites and things like that. If you just search Todd's Podcast, we will pop up. You can find us. Follow us on social media at Totscast. That's across all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Best place to follow me is Instagram. That's where I'm updating things, letting you know about future episodes, guests. Uh, we're about to go back to TikTok, turn some stuff up there, much to Chris's dismay. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. You allow me to do what I love to do, which is having people like Chris Hooper on to talk about some cool shit. And I will see you next time.